Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there, too. I had a couple of funny memes that I wanted you to see this morning just to get the party started today. Um, I wanna show you this first one. It says, if you see my kids locked outside today, mind your business, we are having a fire drill, hashtag homeschool. Okay, so that's for some of you who have um, quarantined this whole time and been amazing homeschool parents. I just applaud you. I don't know how you superheroes do it, but you're amazing. Um, Number two, based on the amount of laundry I do a week, I'm pretty sure there are people who live here that I haven't met yet. I really feel like that in my home with six people. I have four kids, and we do so much laundry. All the moms say, amen. Number three, I love this one. Um, I think this came out right right when we started quarantining, but um, this is the perception of homeschool moms last week, and this is the perception of homeschool moms now. I love it. I love it. You're amazing. And number four, if they shut schools for too long, moms will solve the coronavirus crisis before scientists. (laughs) So true. I bet there's moms out there already figuring out how to solve it all. You're amazing moms. And then number five, pro tip, napping. If you want to nap while the kids are home, just say, Wake me up in 30 minutes so we can clean the house. They will then do literally anything to avoid waking you. So true. I love that tip. And number six, you can look at this funny picture. Mom, we've hired a few people to fill in for you while you relax on Mother's Day. And it's so true. So many of us moms feel like we wear so many different hats, but you know, God's grace is on us as moms. And um, I just want to say a huge happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. When I think of a mom, um, I don't know why, but the the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of a mom is a mama bear. I think it's because I recently watched Bears with Zoe, my daughter, and I was kind of fascinated by it. It was an amazing documentary. Disney, you guys watch it. It's really good. You have time, you're home. (laughs) Um, But this mama bear, she's so protective, strong. She's courageous in the face of danger. She comforts her cubs in the hard times. She nurtures them through trials and growing up. She provides for them before herself and so much more. A mom's nature comes straight from God, his heart for us. Isaiah 66, 13, it says this, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. And today, that's what I'm praying over you, is that God would comfort you wherever you're at today, wherever you find yourself, that his comfort and his love would just overflow in your life, in your family, in your home, and that this would be a joyful day for you. It wouldn't be a downer. It wouldn't be a bummer, but that it would truly be a a joyful day for you. Um, I know Mother's Day can be a tough day for some people. Um, You might have loss or disappointment. You might have regret. You might have painful memories of growing up. You might have broken relationships. But I want to remind you that we have a God who covers it all. 
and he restores and rebuilds our lives to be whole again. And so we're so thankful to be celebrating not just Mother's Day and not just moms, but we're celebrating God's ultimate plan for our lives to restore and rebuild what he wants to and also to be the strong people that God has called us and made us to be. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. I want to talk to you today about being strong in the Lord. I know David's been doing a Take Heart series, and it's been so impactful and so powerful. And I just wanted to tag on to that because I knew, like, in this season that God is speaking, be strong and very courageous. It goes back to what Joshua, and I'm going to share with you in a minute. But ultimately, we know our strength, it absolutely comes from the Lord. Psalm 46, one through three, it says, God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they're safe. Nehemiah 8.10 says, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so I wanna share with you today how to be strong. This relates to everybody. This is not just a typical Mother's Day message, and I'm really, really excited to be sharing with you today. So thank you for letting me come into your homes, onto your TVs, onto your iPads and your tablets and all those things. Thank you for letting me just share from my heart today um, what I feel like is a word from the Lord for us. Um, how to be strong. Let's read it. If you want to open your Bibles, if you have them there with you, if you want to pull it up on your phone, Joshua 1, 5 through 7. God's speaking to Joshua after Moses' death, and he's promising him some things, and he's declaring some things to him, and he is, he is instructing him in some things. And verse 5 through 7, it says this. God is speaking to Joshua this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse seven, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Father, we thank you so much for your word today, God. I thank you for every person who is watching today, Lord, um, online, who is who is ready to receive from you, God. We pray that every heart, Lord, we open our hearts before you today, but God, we pray every heart, Lord, would crack open and give you place and give you room, Lord, to change us, to speak to us, to grow us today, God. We thank you that this is not about religion, but it's truly about a relationship with you. This is real, this is true. Lord, your word is so true and it is the absolute rock on which we build our lives. And so, Lord, we receive and we thank you, God, for all that you want to impart to us today. In the name of Jesus, we all said amen. Say it right there where you are. Make your family members say it. Amen and amen and amen. And so be strong. Strong in this word in Hebrew is kazakh. In Hebrew, everybody say kazakh. It means to strengthen prevail, harden, be firm, grow firm, be resolute. 
I just love that word, be strong. Um, I was told as a kid that I had a strong will. I don't know if you've ever been told that you had a strong will, but you know, that could be, it could have negative connotations, but it's actually, if you really think about it, it's such a trait that God would give people to have a strong will. Let's just have a strong will to follow after God and to follow after his ways. And so I want to be strong, but I want to be strong about the right things, about the God things, about the truth and what he says, because we're not, we get ourselves in a lot of trouble, don't we? <laughs> amen. All the strong will people say, amen. So how to be strong. I want to share with you three essentials to be strong. Three essentials. And if you want to take notes, I encourage taking notes. I am a visual learner and not just audio, so I really, I really learn from writing it down and I remember from writing it down, and so you might need to do that just to remember. And maybe just to write down something that God speaks to your heart during this. So three essentials to be strong, and I just have a simple message for you today so that you can get on with your day, hang out with your mom, or hang out with somebody who's next to you, or just enjoy being refreshed today wherever you are. Number one, three essentials. Number one, feed your spirit. Matthew 4, 4, it says this, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, Jesus went into the wilderness and he was tempted by the devil and he kept answering, it is written, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Example, when I was a, a younger mom, I will say a little bit younger, um, I have three boys and um, they're 17 and a half, almost 16, almost 14. Um, so it was about 10 plus years ago. Okay, I was a lot younger, a lot younger. But um, you know, when I was a young mom and my kids were really young, I found it really difficult to feed my spirit like I had before I had kids. And it, it, it was so, I gave so much. And you know, with every kid that you have, it's a whole new growing experience of, you know, just giving yourself and, and stretching that selfish, um, that selfish, like, you got to get that out, you know, because you got to give to this child and they need you at 2 a.m. every single night for two weeks and you aren't sleeping. And, you know, all the stuff that's down here starts to come out because you're exhausted or whatever. All the moms know what I'm talking about. But I found it difficult. And throughout different seasons of my life, when I've been through super busy seasons or, you know, just there, there'll be different, thing, different things that we hit in life. And we might begin to feel like we're not feeding our spirit like we need for that season. Or we might feel like, um, you know, there's just so many obstacles in the way. The enemy might be trying to really stop you from feeding your spirit. He hates it, obviously. Um, but I began to feel very isolated. And, and I started realizing I am not feeding my spirit. And I, I knew I had to get back to what God was saying to me. I had to feed my spirit. I felt malnourished. I did not feel full. 
of the love of God. I did not feel full of patience. I did not feel full of the fruit of the Spirit. And we all go through that, obviously. It's, it's something that, it's a daily thing. But feeding your spirit every single day is a must. We have to feed and nourish our spirits to grow. We need daily bread. That's why Jesus said, we, we don't live by bread alone. We, we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is feeding our spirit. We feed, we feed our spirits the word of God. You know, one snack a week is not enough. We're going to feel malnourished, right? If you only eat a snack a week, physically, you're eventually going to die sooner than later because that is not going to keep your body going, just like in your spirit. If you're just having a little tiny dose of something, it's not going to keep your spirit going. That's why we have to feed our spirit the word of God. we got to feed our spirit the things that God is is, is, is giving to us, and, and really he sets the table for us and says, come, come to me and learn from me. I, I love the scripture that says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, take upon, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I love that scripture because I know God is presenting something to us that we can come and partake of. And so let's do it. We feed our bodies but sometimes we starve our spirits and then we wonder what's wrong. And that's how I was as a young mom. What's wrong? I'm just exhausted. Yes, that was one thing, but I needed to feed my spirit more. And so that was a huge lesson that I got to learn. And I'm so thankful that I did so that I realized feeding my spirit is not just like five minutes a day or just a little thing. It's, it's, it's literally one of the main pieces that I have to do every single day. It's a boulder in my life. It's a main piece in my life that I have to do for my spiritual health. Um, the Bible says, his words a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. How am I gonna know? How am I gonna know where to go? How am I gonna know what to do if I'm not feeding my spirit? And so let's move on. Number two, build your faith. This is the second essential to be strong. Build your faith. First Samuel 36, it says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. Listen to this. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You know, our boys are wrestlers. And since their season um, ended, they made it a goal to work out consistently every day to bulk their muscles and to get big muscles. You know, wrestling is like weight brackets. And so their goal is to like move up in the weight brackets. But you have to have muscle, like real muscle to be able to do that. And you've got to be really strong. Um, and so they're in that muscle building phase right now. They're pumping iron every day. And... They're, they're reading about it and they're, they're getting knowledgeable about it. But you know, I noticed they're not just focused on nutrition, but they're, actual, they're actually focused on specific nutrients, amino acids, and, and specific foods to build those muscles the right way. You know, I'm at Costco and they're like, oh mom, don't forget the protein powder, I need this one. Can you get me this one? <laughs> It is very specific because there is a certain 
breakdown that your muscles need to be able to build and grow and get strong. And so, and they're obviously working out um, to be able to do that as well. And so I'm getting that protein powder for them. I'm helping them. So y'all should say thank you to me, boys, right now. Um, but, you know, so here's the difference. Feeding your spirit is like basic nutrition and eating healthy. But building your faith is like protein shakes. We need both. We've got to have nutritious spiritual food. But we also need to build our faith and keep growing and keep going. You know, the Bible says from faith to faith and glory to glory. That's our lives here. Is like there's a progression of God maturing us and growing us up. And, and we're, we're building our faith in this life every single day. It's our responsibility, each and every one of us, to build our own faith. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. And so how do we do it? How do we do it? I know when I was a kid, um, you know, for a long time, I just believed what my parents believed. But when I hit, you know, about 15, 16 years old, I started going, now, why do I believe that? And why do I? And I started searching out, not their faith, but my faith. What do I believe? What do I know is true? Do I know God? Do I believe in Jesus? And, and those are such important things. You, you can't ride on somebody else's belief and faith for very long before you start realizing, if I don't believe it, if I don't have that solid foundation, if, I, if I'm not sure, then we got to get sure. we got to know who God is for us. That's what changes everything. So we need both. It is our responsibility, our responsibility to build our faith Romans 10, 17, this is how we do it. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Just like building natural muscles, consistency is the key to building strong faith. It's not always easy, but it's so worth it. I'm telling you, and I've heard obviously this my whole life, gotta stay consistent with it. You want progress, you want victory, you want results, you gotta stay consistent with it, right? You join, you, 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 you um, start working out, you, you wanna lose weight, you wanna, you wanna save money and buy a car, you wanna, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? You gotta be consistent at it, you gotta keep going after it every day. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is so worth it because it's going to build your faith and grow you in ways nothing else can. So just like faith comes by hearing, so does doubt. So I, I think this is the biggest, one of the biggest keys for me is that when I feel discouraged or when I start feeling like, like uh, there might be something that's bothering me or, you know, I just feel down. I don't know if you ever feel like that, but I do. Surprise, surprise. Yes, I do. And everyone does. We all deal with different things. But you know, when I feel discouraged, I have to go back and pay attention to what I'm listening to. I have to, am I listening to something? Am I listening to myself sometimes talk where I need to put on something else and listen to encouragement from the word? Sometimes I need to put on worship music 
and that builds my faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so sometimes I need to fill the atmosphere atmosphere with the praise and worship of Jesus. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, I know I'm talking a lot about that right now, but when I was a teenager, um, I loved music. I still do. It's such a huge part of my life. And I would... Um, I would listen to the current, you know, the current trendy music and the stuff that was, you know, the latest this and the latest single and the latest that. And um, and I realized that there were certain songs and certain music, um, certain bands and artists um, that I would listen to and it would really, it would really start affecting me. And it wasn't a judgment on anyone else. And so I don't say this to say, you know, you shouldn't be listening to secular music or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But, but I think when it produces something in you, only you can really judge that and just and really ask God, like, is this going into my ears? Is it affecting my heart? Because there was times that I've listened to music and it really has affected my heart. It really has affected um, how I felt and and how I saw things. And so I remember being a teenager and. I had a huge stack of CDs that I just knew the Lord was like, no more. Like that is actually, you know, causing depression and just some different things. They were, there were some spiritual things to it. And I just remember I got rid of like, I mean, it was like 20 CDs. If you don't know what that is, I'm sorry, <laughs> 20 CDs I just got rid of. And I felt so free and I started listening to such faith-filled and beautiful worship. And I, I can't tell you the um, how my relationship with the Lord in that season just, I mean, it just blossomed to a to such an incredible um, place that I had never experienced the presence of God like that as I did in that season of my life where Jesus really made himself real to me. So ask yourself what you're listening to and if it's affecting you. Because I've heard this my whole life, but what goes in, it gets down into your heart and it does come out and it does affect us. And so what you're listening to is always super important. When we build our faith by hearing the word daily, truth comes, then faith will come and then victory. So we, we all are called to live the victorious life. And so we've got to build our faith. We've got to hear truth and build our faith and walk in victory is the, is the life that Jesus paid on the cross to give us. And so let's do it. Let's do it. Let's build our faith. Let's go to the next level. And then number three today is speak the word. This is the, the last, the last point I was going to make. Speak the word. Proverbs 18, 21. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, Jesus is our perfect example. This was what I was touching on earlier, but when the devil tempted Jesus in Matthew 4, as in verses 1 through 11, I love this passage so much, but Jesus answered back to the devil the word of God. And you know, the devil tried to answer him back with the word of God, but it was all twisted, and it was all, it, it was so, he tried to bring confusion and Jesus just clearly spoke forth. Listen to what he said in verse four. But he answered, Jesus answered and said to the devil, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And verse seven, Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. 
And in verse 10, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. You know, Jesus had been in the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights to be tempted by the devil and he passed the test. He spoke the word. He spoke the truth of God's word and he did not waver. He spoke it and he conquered. And, and, and really it led the way for him to conquer death, hell, and the grave for us. And the power of that, if we will get a hold of the power and follow what Jesus did and speak the word, death and life. The, the Bible talks, all over the Bible, it talks about the power of our words and how words, you know, God spoke, let there be light. God spoke creation into existence. This is how he set things up. And so it's important to God, the words that we're speaking, it's important in the spirit, what we're speaking. It does affect our lives and it does affect things around us. And so the, another, another example with Jesus is when he came across the fig tree that didn't produce any fruit, he didn't just accept it and walk away. He talked to it. In Mark 11, 12 through 14, it says this, Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. I mean, like, wow. And then and, and it was done. The next day they came and saw it. That fig tree was done, 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 just because of the words that Jesus spoke. He must have been hangry. That's what I, I always think of when I read that. He was hangry. He, he cursed that fig tree and it died. I'm glad I wasn't the fig tree, but he was hangry. So God uses words and we need to too. You know, he, he calls those things that don't exist as though they did. Romans 4, 17, it says he calls those things that don't exist as though they did. And we need to do the same no matter what you're faced with. Speak the word again and again and again and again. Confess his word in faith. It's a sure foundation. And he is a sure foundation. You know, sometimes, and I just wanted to be open with you today. You know, sometimes I'm tempted to speak other things. I'm tempted to speak what I feel. Sometimes I do. I, sometimes I don't pass the test like Jesus did, and I do speak what I feel. But thank you, Jesus, that his grace and mercy cover all of that. And he's not calling us to be perfect. He's calling us to be humble before him and, and quickly come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I blew it. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, help me to speak your word. Help me to speak your truth. Um, you know, even... Sometimes, you know, as a mom, I can feel um, like I blew it. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that to him. I love my kids so much. Why did I say that? And, you know, all of us have things like that in our lives, maybe with our spouse. Maybe we fly off the handle and say things when we're hangry or tired or um, frustrated or overwhelmed or whatever you might be facing. You know, there, this is a time in our lives where, oh, man, that we have all felt 
to a certain extent, the pressure of life during this um, pandemic and the things that you know it has this or ripple effect it has caused in our economy, in our society, in our nation, wherever we live. Um, you know, being at home. There's just so many different things. You know, having things closed down and not you know not in a normal routine and structure and all those things. And we're listening to news and we're, you know, we, there's just so, a lot of uncertainty in our world right now and just what's going to happen. And, you know, I'm not sure who to believe and I'm not sure what to believe. And does anyone really know what's going on? And you might have been walking through pain. You might be dealing with the effects of this, um, of this virus and the things that it's brought with it. But I want to remind you that the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you know what? This last week, the Lord has challenged me so much in my heart to speak words of life, not only over my kids, my family, you, our church, um, finances, all the different areas of life. But you know what? He challenged me to speak it over myself because so much of the time we can, we can, say about everybody else, they're great, but I'm this, and I, I failed, and I'm, I, I'm not good at, you know, this, and so I can't do that, and I'm not good at that, and, you know, and we, we sometimes lock ourselves up by the words that we speak over our own lives, and so I just want to encourage you today, speak life over you, speak what God has said over you, that you're His, that you belong to Him, that you've been redeemed, that you are His beautiful creation. You know, I remember the scripture that says, you, he, he formed us in our mother's, in our mother's belly. He formed us and we're wonderfully and beautifully made. And His thoughts towards us are so incredible. And so I just want you to be encouraged today to speak, speak the word, speak truth, speak truth over people, speak truth over your family, speak truth over your life. You know, I believe that God wants to awaken dreams that have been dormant in your life. Dreams that have been like, okay, no, I can't do that because we've, we've disqualified ourselves when God never disqualified us. We just said, no, we're not this, or we can't do it, or there's not the money, or there's not this. But you know what, God, I believe he wants to turn things around in our lives in this season, right now, and help you to see just by these three things, just by these three things of feeding your spirit, of building your faith, and speaking the word. I'm telling you, the fruit that can come out of us doing this consistently is so beyond our wildest imaginations. And this is what God, He needs us to get His truth into our hearts every single day, that we walk and live in His Word, in His truth, that we're not conformed to this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind because it's all about what we see. It's all about our perspective. You know what? We need to see what God sees. We need to see the life that God has called us to live. He has called you to live. There's a certain purpose and a certain calling and a certain path that only you are supposed to do in this life. You are unique. You are created on purpose. And God has so many incredible plans for you. And so 
My prayer is just that you would be built up from these um, just simple, from the simple message today, you would just be built up and, and that you'd be even motivated to a point of like saying, Lord, I'm gonna do this. I'm not just gonna say it, but I'm gonna do it. Even if it's just opening, cracking open your Bible for five minutes every day, whatever it is you need to do, just start doing it today. Start praying for five minutes. Start opening your heart to God. As I'm talking, today about these three things that have really made a difference in my life and they still do. I just want to ask you, what stands out to you? What stands out to you today? What do you feel like the Lord is saying to you right where you are? It might be all these things. It might be beyond this. It might be, it might be to, to deal with some anger that you have. It might be to to um, humble yourself before God and say, Lord, I, I don't know, but you do. And I put my, my life in your hands because I know you're faithful and you love me. So whatever it is, I, I just feel like today we need to make a fresh commitment to the Lord to draw closer to him and to develop in these areas of feeding our spirit, of building our faith, and of speaking the word. Would you do it with me this week in faith? And, and let's just make some declarations right where you are today. Would you just close your eyes and would you just declare this in faith today? As I say it, you say it after me. Father God, I love you so much. And I give you my whole life and I live for you. And I thank you, God, that you've given me everything I need to walk the life and live the life that you have called me to live. And so today, Lord, I make a fresh commitment to you to feed my spirit, to build my faith, and to speak your word. Lord, I know you're not asking me to be perfect, because we know we can't, only you're perfect. But God, we thank you for your grace today. We thank you for your grace this week. And we thank you, God, that, that the enemy has no place in our lives. And that, Lord, you would wake us up and that you would put an excitement and a fervor in our hearts, Lord, to follow you and to draw close to you and to go after you with all of our hearts. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your life, Lord. We thank you for joy. Lord, flood every home, every life, Lord, with your unfailing love and joy today, God. We thank you that you show yourself real to every person in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all said amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.